Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Saints Radio. And we are really blessed today to have the other member of the Chit Chat team back here in studio. And I'm trying to make sure this is really her. I haven't seen her in, in a long time except for a distance. But Monica is back. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's good to be back. Amongst the land of the living. <laughs> land of the living. That sounds like an old 70s TV show. It probably was. I'm trying to adjust your microphone because I know people are going to say, We can hear you! And so I just have to do that. Um, so... I speak blessing, and I, I have all the saints network who's listening right now, who've been praying for you. Mm. I speak blessing over you. Thank you so much. We ask that the Lord would remove any, um, what's a word for that? Any lingering pain or discomfort that you have that you've been dealing with. The Lord would just, by his power and by his love, remove that. Amen. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who has been praying for me and for Olivia, for my household. I, um, you know, we talk about, you know, I can feel your prayers. You know, we, we respond that way. And that's true. But I can honestly say that um, throughout my life, through circumstances in my life, I these last number of weeks have been so unique, and um, you know where the enemy, what the enemy intends for evil, the Lord turns to good, and I have really sensed that over and over and over again. And where there was darkness, you know, it's crazy because we talk about the darkness and we talk about the gross darkness covering the earth and the days that, that are ahead. And, and, you know, sometimes when we talk about that or think about that, we do it with fear and trembling. But I just want to testify that in the midst of that darkness, not one moment did I not feel that I was covered under the shadow of the Lord. And to be able to, to really, you know, discern his glory and his covering with the evil intent of the enemy and the darkness that, that the enemy really rides in on in this virus um, to the point of death. I mean, death is, is his intent. There's, he's got a lot of intent for this virus. And... Um, that's not really what I want this discussion to be about. I, I just want to know what people want to know. So I want to give the Lord just thanks and praise because and in moments of physical weakness and and challenge, my spirit I, I was so strong. And I realized that, uh, you know, even in the the nighttime hours, you know, when sometimes you feel week um, the spirit 
just was there and and the strength of the prayers of the saints I mean honestly just such a remarkable thing so you know in a lot of ways it's like I hate that I got it I hate that Olivia got it I hate that the virus is in my body I hate it I despise it but like I said the Lord he he uses it for good and I think the revelation of the, just the revelation of him makes all things good and um, so I'm just very thankful for that because you know we we started 2020 and throughout that whole entire year there was so much focus on Psalm 91 and I felt like I lived that psalm and um, and still am and um, he is sovereign over every disease he is sovereign over everything that we endure and uh, so just just the revelation of that in such a close way was just really um, very powerful for me so anyway um, there's so many things that I could say but I just want to say thank you to all of everyone that just prayed, that reached out, that um, sent words, you know, life-giving words, and and just for your intercession and and for your intercession for this network and for the saints, because I know that it's been that that has shielded us in His blood, just just believing in the blood of Jesus and really holding fast to that word over us has really kept us. As, as a body, as the body of Christ. And, you know, I know other churches that have, COVID has taken 75% of them out. And the Lord has preserved us. And um, I know it's just the covering of his blood and the prayers of his people. And um, I'm just really thankful to be a part of that. And I know that this was already mentioned. Um, you know, you can thank everyone for your prayers and for your words and for just checking in and and from all over the network. But I also want to just say thank you to Stacy McGill <laughs> because she single-handedly fed me for a good seven days. And I told her, I said, um, I mean, because the Lord told her to do that and and he told her to do it and she went above and beyond and brought a double portion and um, it was like being nourished from heaven and I'm I'm not like exaggerating I'm telling you that was like food from it was anointed and uh, so thank you Stacy if you're listening and I've already told her thank you a million times but not only the nourishment but it was delicious <laughs> So anyway, so thank you to everyone, and um, it's good to be back home. Yeah, it's uh, so many things over the year, over this past year, have been displaced. Things that we have taken for granted over the years. Um, the ability to travel and see people and to minister 
Um, you know, it's one thing to be on text and to be on screen, but um, when you have that physical, tangible uh, interaction suspended, it, it really does make a difference. And it's been, um, it's been very different during the time where you've been out. I'm sure that if you've heard these broadcasts, for instance, you know, I just, I just kind of, it's just hard to chit chat. It's, it's hard <laughs> to be in, in, um, in regular, um, in regular function. So, and too, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, this is our life. This is, this is our life. I mean, it's, it's not, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's who we are. And, and granted, I mean, I, I, I appreciate just the grace that you extended to me to rest and to get well. And there was never any pressure from you or, um, ever. And I appreciate that because that grace really um, helped me because, you know, sometimes we feel the pressure of, because you feel this every day. It's like there's so much that needs to be done. But when you know that the Lord is saying, you stay put, it's almost like, I don't know, just a really unique place of abiding where he says, you stay put. And, and, um, and I know that the Lord, in whatever ways, the multitude of ways that he uses you, Pastor, um, I'm sure that I mean you do so much ministry you do so much ministry from the pulpit but you also do so much ministry from this booth and um, he just he just continues to use you in such remarkable ways and I didn't miss a broadcast I mean it was life for me just like it is for so many around the world and who can't be here and I, you know, I missed the sanctuary, and I had some just incredible encounters in the night. I won't go into detail right now, but where the Lord brought me into the sanctuary and uh, and showed me things and and had me function, and um, and so I go back to saying, I mean, this is this is not just what we do. This is so much more who we are, and so when you're plucked out of that. It's, it's really, you got to find the Lord there and you got to find his, his purpose and his function and, um, regardless. And so I did a lot of praying. I am so thankful because even though I, I deal with this, they call it like COVID fog or whatever you want to call it, just this headache and dizziness and whatever, I've been able to read and to stay in the, that's all I've done. It's just been just quiet solitude with him, either praying, laying on the floor, or just in the Word, or listening to um, the Word that comes here from here. So I'm so thankful for that. And so. Well, that's very kind of you. I mean, it's it's been a it's been a challenging time for people. Um, you know, we. We're, 
we're in touch with um, the folks down in Brazil and um, they are really taking it just head on and um, they don't have the what's the word I'm looking for the, the infrastructure that are with all the problems the United States has they don't even have the things that we as a government mismanage and yet they are remaining faithful and you know our brothers and sisters in France and in Western Europe <clears throat> have um, have really had to un undergo a lot of a lot of restrictions more more than we have much more than we have and so God has really put us in the midst of a lot of different um, a lot of different points of demand, but yet he is he is with us amen and so we we continue to declare the blood of Jesus over everyone and um, but let the full measure of that blood. manifest the weightiness of it in every area that the blood does um, it's not just the protection it's the um, it's the inspiration it's the activation it's the the invigoration all those other Asians all those other reiterations so um we thank God for that. You know, speaking of Brazil, um, I know I testified, or maybe I did, maybe I didn't, maybe I did in my head, <laughs> um, that our young saint, dear, dear friend of mine, brother Brandon Soltis, from Santa Barbara, from the Olive House, is in Brazil right now. And he gave us just a great surprise on his way to Brazil five weeks ago or four weeks ago I guess that um, he had a layover in Dallas and so we went and picked him up and he spent three days with us and it was just such a blessing just to, to have him and to be able to pour into him before he goes to Brazil he was going to a prophetic school there for young people and um, anyway so he, I connected him with um, Pastor Luciano, and they bonded in a real special way, and I'm so thankful for that. And so he has finished his school, but as you were just talking about Brazil, they had an outbreak, and he is, he's kept in touch with me, and at first, um, it hit the Brazilian because there was there's Brazilian young people there and then there's international people it hit the Brazilian group first and and they had to send them off send them away and they were testing these people like every day or every other day or whatever and so Brandon said it was really quite remarkable because what God intended to do in four weeks he did in one week while the Brazilians were there. He said it was 
just amazing to see how God moved amongst those Brazilian young people. But then they had to leave. And he, he told me his, his roommate was a Brazilian guy. And he said, yeah, he, this was like the first week, the end of the first week. He tested positive, and I've been drinking after him. And I'm like, Brandon, <laughs> let me just mother you for a minute and tell you, don't be drinking after people. And uh, so anyway, so COVID ended up hitting the whole school. And they ended up having, like, COVID church because they all had it. And, you know, I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, I see things on social media where big congregations of people, I know Sean Foyt is going throughout the our nation and doing worship settings, always outside, outdoors, you know, and they hand out masks and they encourage people to social distance. But there's hands-on everywhere. And um, and even in, in churches indoors and conferences and things like that, I mean, those are happening. And I don't even know what to say. You know, I don't have any opinion of that. But Brandon ended up getting COVID. He was sick for one day, basically just felt really tired, had some fever and whatever. But now he can't leave Brazil until he has a negative COVID test. And what's happening is when people go back for their second test, what's happening is they continue to test positive even though they are no longer contagious. And, and like I've heard people, I have some friends that, that contracted it and tested positive. And then after their 14 days, they test it again and they're still testing positive even though they have no more symptoms and they're considered not um, contagious but they cannot go back to their workplace until they have a negative test. And, and some people are saying it could be months before you have a negative test. And so there's so many things they still don't know about it. But so Brandon cannot come back to the U.S. until he has a positive, a negative test. And they will only test him like once every seven days. So long story short, he, um, he's back with Luciano. <laughs> And we'll be with them, staying with them, until he gets a, a positive, a negative test. And so I, I just want to thank the the Luciano and Anna for hosting him and Diego, his housemate. And just I'm thankful for that connection because um, you know we've talked about the Elishas and and we know that that is something that's very very real and happening. And I. I remember the last time we were in Brazil, the Lord just really burning my heart for the young people there and knowing that God is going to move amongst those young people and what an incredible thing it's going to be when we can gather all the Elishas together in one place and, um, and just have impartation and just equipping. And so um, I think he's a first fruits of that. And so anyway, just pray for him and pray that these wacky tests will come back negative. And, um, of course, we plead the blood of Jesus over Luciano and Anna and Benjamin and their church. And um, God's protecting and preserving his people. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Wow. <clears throat> you know... Um, this coming Friday night, 
um, they start um, four weeks in a row, Friday nights, teaching um, the leadership down there. So I'm grateful to know what you just told me because it's likely that I'll see Brandon on the screen and I'll wonder, what are you doing there? (laughs) I was going to tell you, we just haven't had a conversation. I just found out yesterday he he texted me and... Actually, Luciano texted me and sent me a picture of him and Brandon, Brandon, and said, "This is round two, because God didn't—they didn't have enough time in round one." Yeah. And the beautiful thing too is that um, Brandon said his Portuguese is is good enough that he and Luciano can actually communicate now. So. Wow. That's, yeah. Well. All you have to know with Luciano is Luciano is beautiful, and that's all the communication that's necessary. So, um, um, anyway, uh, we do ask for you to pray for these Friday night gatherings. Um, It's a different format. It's not every other week like it was. It's now every week, and it's a selected group as opposed to just wide open to anybody that wants to come in. We're just searching for what is most effective. And so um, we do ask that you continue to to pray for those saints down there and that you'll help us to be guided by the innovation of the Spirit to know how to be best effective. Um, that's one of the things that I I don't want to say grieve over, but it's a really big burden to me that what we do, we do it properly. You know, it's just like with our government, whatever you think about the vaccine uh, is, 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 is not germane to this discussion. But the problem that seems to be happening is that the government is botching the distribution. And so those that they want to get <laughs> vaccinated is uh, aren't getting the goods. And the reason I bring that up is that we have we have an apostolic message. These people desperately need it. And it doesn't matter if we have it if we can't get it to them and if we can't get it in an effective way. So we just simply ask for agreement that we'll be able to release what God has given us. And um, so if the enemy can't keep us from receiving the word, if he can block the outflow of it, that would be his next strategy. And then, of course, something that we've dealt with for for years, the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who should be receiving. And that's another thing I've been praying about because... um, there's got to be a solution in the Word of God that breaks through that cloudiness of the enemy. And 
we've seen over the years so many people who have rejected the message and rejected what God has given. And it's, it's frustrating. It's heartbreaking, but it's frustrating because, you know, I'm always processing, thinking, okay, what didn't we do properly? How did our efforts create a vulnerability that the enemy rushed through? What didn't we see? And even, and I know that the enemy is always as a roaring lion. The difficulty may not be on our end, but that doesn't stop me from trying to deduce how we maybe didn't rise up to the occasion. And um, I think that that heartfelt cry um, before the Lord regarding the message that he's entrusted us with is um, something that we're going to need in the days and the years to come. Because even now, you know, it, you, you can see what's, and I don't want to go politically here, but you can see what's being put in place in structure in this country. That anybody that separates from the party line, the progressive line, is an enemy of the state, is a domestic terrorist, and, and then a litany of other accusations. So if you don't go along, you're branded as somebody that needs to be eliminated and shut down. And so this, you know, this we're not afraid of, but we have to recognize that it is a precursor to what the Bible prophesies will be in the end. And we have to trust that the Lord is going to guide us and protect us. But we also need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We also need to be guided by the Spirit, and we need an influx of his anointing that breaks every yoke. And... Um, I I ask God for that. So how can we eliminate by the directive of the Spirit people whose ears are just unwilling or unable to hear? How do we eliminate areas that can easily be um, obstructed? Uh, you know, how do we most effectively teach this word. That's been one of the things that's irritated us over the years. And I, I use that term very directly because you have seen more clearly than just about anybody that some the same message, I mean the same message is openly received and begins to be lifeblood, but that same message is, I don't understand, by people who hear the very same words, the very same sessions. And I know the principle of the soils, 
I know that Jesus says that only 25%, and we'd have to believe Jesus, um, actually take the word and bring forth fruit that lasts. But there are some that are just hard. They like the road. They like the path. They, it's hardened. They get so much stuff that they, it's almost like they, they don't want to grab something and say, okay, this is it. Because the, the, the lust of the road is there and they have to keep getting new words. And then some who, who just receive anything and they spring up quickly and it can be very deceptive to us because there's no depth. And for us, the depth has to do with communing with the Father in prayer and studying and then actually knowing the message. And then you have those that the first signs of the, the, the cares of this world, and they take many forms, pierce whatever fruit's there, and they become a den of vipers. Um, you know, I, I remember when I was growing up, um, we had um, blackberry vines and other kinds of berries that grew near right by our house. And some of those vines had thorns and the fruit would pierce. And my goodness, did that attract snakes. I mean, they were big, six foot, seven foot long black snakes. They would come and just, it was like a smorgasbord of snake them and once the fruit starts being pierced it it seems like that is an aroma that draws now the fruit doesn't necessarily have to be pierced but snakes really don't like to crawl in where thorns are because they don't want to get all scratched up but when when things begin to pierce and then they drop and we see that. And so I don't know how you correct those three things. I don't think there's anything you can do. You can warn people, but people take warnings with a grain of salt. They're going to do what they want to do. So I say all that for this purpose. I am very concerned about the way we broadcast because we could easily be shut down just like Parler was, just like a number of others that maybe not, maybe is not being uh, spoken on, uh, on, on the network, conservative network voices. But we do know that there are thousands that are, that are being blocked. Some of them probably do need to be. Because, and the problem is that it's one-sided, you know. If you, if you advocate for violence or for some kind of um, volatile activity, you should be, to some degree, restricted. But that goes both ways. I mean, you can't, you can't screen one and then say, okay, this kind of violence is acceptable, but this kind isn't. But 
there won't it it will be there will be a time if we believe the scripture that we will um we will have to encounter that kind of restriction on the message of the saints because the bible very clearly says that there will be some nations that accept the things of god and others that absolutely reject the things of god and um and, and god's very clear about that so what do we do we're going to have to really be directed by the spirit and um i pray that god will help us to know that i, I pray that he will help us to be sensitive enough to discern what a strategy is and it's not too early to be praying about that if we if we're you know will rogers said that america was a country that waited until we we're actually in war to prepare for it and somehow because of the distance back in world war ii and world war one we were somewhat sheltered our cities weren't bombed our cities weren't destroyed that's not the case now i mean and we are we don't have that latitude we've got to be wise and we've got to be prepared and i'm truly praying that god will help us to be more effective and to give us avenues there these days that i've been talking about aren't here yet but you know they're coming i mean if you'd said to anybody a few years ago that the things we're seeing with our capitals being um, basically a militarized zone it's it's uh, a faux war as it were if you had said that people have said no way but yet here it is tens of thousands of troops guarding against you and me who supposedly are out to attack AOC and everybody else that thinks we're nuts and so what i'm telling you is we need to really be in prayer that this precious message that god has given us that we will be guided and that we will be ahead of the curve just like when we were blessed by many different voices who felt the lord was saying to do this to get the tricaster and begin to be able to broadcast Little did we know that that was something that God would use during these COVID days. There are many large churches who were not prepared for this. And, but because of obeying the Lord, we, this wasn't our motive, but it did make us uh, enjoy a better position in reaching out than many others had. So I'm just saying that God, we don't want to be going down every conspiratorial trail, but I know that the Lord wants us to um, to be sensitive and to be prepared. I I don't even know what that is. I don't I don't even know how that is, but I do know that um, at some point the true nature of the enemy, the Luciferian shadows that are motivating a lot of these maneuvers are going to really come against the thing he hates most, 
and that is sonship. And those who, as saints, partner with the Heavenly Father. And I don't say that from a fearful standpoint, but I do say it from a, a scriptural standpoint. How does God prepare our, our structure for that? I think part of the emphasis on prayer groups and home gatherings is one of those things. Because if we've seen anything from the suspension of churches gathering, that's a lifeblood, and it's always been a lifeblood in any kind of regime that's stood against Christianity. So that's where we are, and I, I, I've lear- I'm learning that, you know, some of the things that I see that are happening with all these executive orders, I think, are just hellish. And, but I also recognize that in the natural, there's nothing we can do about it. So why get all frustrated about things you can't do anything about? But what we can do is be aware and pray and be sensitive to what the Spirit would say. You know, God gives warnings in Scripture, like he warned Joseph and Mary and there are other instances, but we we don't we don't want to miss those measures of preparation that God is wanting us to employ, because um, we just we just need to be wise and we need to obey because it's not about us. It's it's, it's not about us. It's about the apostolic message he's given. And my goodness, hasn't the enemy attacked that message over the year, this past year or two? I mean, in preparing for the seminar that's coming up in March, I've been reading several different heretical books that just to be prepared. And I, I see how those things go just absolutely against what it is that we have seen in Scripture that we're to be and to do. And it, it concerns me that the very, some of the very elect have bought into that demonic nonsense. But the issue is we have to stay focused on keep your eye on the ball, you know. Keep your eye on what our message is from the Father and what we're supposed to be doing but those assignments came against that message, against the rudimentary understandings of what we have embraced as saints. And then, of course, you deconstruct, you deprogram, you reprogram. Uh, you know, all those terms that sound really genteel and honoring, but they're really demonic. We've got to get rid of this. You know, we, we, they say, we, we've got to get rid of this because it's not avant-garde you know it's not what it's you're missing God well no we're not we're missing the enemy who thinks he's God so we've seen those attacks come but those are the beginnings um and and I I pray and I think we as saints 
we don't need to be fearful, but we need to be ready and to do whatever he says to do in our structure, if at all possible, that we will be on good footing to overcome the next ways that the enemy will try to stop the saints. That's been a long that's been a long thing, and anything? No, it just it makes me think about. Well, first, I mean, the Lord the Lord gave us a commission that we were to go throughout the uttermost parts of the earth and make disciples of all men. Dare I say the Great Commission? Yeah. No, 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 I cannot translate that. that I mean, that's what he told us to do, and that's what we are being faithful to do. He also said, when was asked about the end, that the end wouldn't come until the word was preached about the earth, right? And so we know that's his purpose. We know that is his intent for us. But I think about just just in the book of Acts, as you were talking, I was just thinking about just story after story of of how Peter and 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 those disciples they tried to shut them down over and over and and Paul over and and over again yeah they threw him in prison they threw him in jail they you know I mean how many different things happened to them but how many different ways did the Lord allow them to overcome those obstacles and and the beautiful thing, and this is the same thing that we would say, just like Peter said, I cannot not preach Jesus. I, I, I cannot not do it. So um, I, I'm in total agreement with you. I think that we have to be sensitive to, um, to be led of the Spirit, but know that's going to happen. Know that the government, I mean, that was the government for them, just trying to shut, well, the Pharisees, the the, even the priests trying to shut them down but we have no choice we cannot not preach the message and um, so we just have to keep that you know keep our face like a flint and just keep that at the forefront and know that in the midst of the obstacles he's going to help us overcome and he will give us I mean He'll give us creative ways to overcome. I know that he will. Because we're serving his purpose to get the message to the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. So, I just, we don't know what's ahead, but we know that he's going to be with us throughout. Amen. And I think that kind of, and I didn't say these things, and we're not saying these things uh, as a um, as an entree into First Saturday Prayer. But I just did think about how uh, our objective for this coming Saturday fits into this. You know, for a number of years we've been focusing on the fivefold dimensions of the mind of Christ with each month. Um, in November, you had um, the, uh, the teacher, in December, the prophet, in 
um, uh, January the Apostle and in February the Evangelist. And the Evangelist sets the stage for the message. It, it, it's a breakthrough thing. It's the purpose of God, eu angelistes, which is an angelic, what, what the angels would do. So you, you recognize that you are a herald of the message. And um, the evangelist, we believe from Scripture, from our study of the Scripture, brings um, um, grace remedies and brings the application of dunamis or, or breakthrough and function. And so we're, we're going to be praying this Saturday and welcoming that dimension of the evangelist that God sowed or tethemate into the church upon Jesus' ascension. Now, I didn't really think of this until this broadcast that part of what the evangelist wants to do in the days ahead is not only to bring breakthrough, but to give us grace remedies for how to get through and how to preserve the upward progression or the forward progression of the message that will take it to the ends of the earth. And one of the things about the ends of the earth is not just expanse, but it is the intended objective. An end is not just the far reach, but it is the goal. So when Jesus said, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world, or the ends, the uttermost part, or the end, it would also indicate that you've accomplished the task. And so we, we need to have that capacity. We need that now, and we will need that in our thinking, in our conception, but by the empowerment. So we need the gift of the true evangelist. And I think it's just fitting that this first Saturday of February, you know, we're, we're, focusing, we're focusing on that. Um, what do you think? Uh, I'm just throwing this. I'm still trying to... I'm sorry, I'm just so used to taking the ball and just, I do that regularly anyway here, but I don't want to be a ball hog here. Uh, no, I think that... <clears throat> I think that's very fitting and very timely. And, you know, we don't... We don't... You know, rarely do we, like, go after God's power. However, we don't focus on that. However, in every dimension of this walk and, and even in the midst of this ministry, we desperately need his power. Yeah. We need his dunamis. We need his sozo. We need, <laughs> you know, we need the power. And, and And, and I, I, I know that I know that I know, and I know that you know this, Pastor. As much as, as we have pled with him 
for remedy in so many different dimensions of, you know, in need and, and in healing and different things that, that we have faced. He's been so faithful, but I think we both know that in his timing, we are going to be, we are going to be empowered with that dunamis mm. and in ways that are so remarkable because we have to have that. We have to have that. Um, on Sunday, we had the great blessing of um, having Monica McNatt's grandbaby here. Yeah. Who, many of you know, was born with a heart defect and, and is dealing with, with those things, Michael and, and his precious wife. And, and we've been praying for her, for that baby. We've been praying for them and really believing that the Lord, knowing that he's going to heal that child. And I, you were standing up there with her. And I was sitting back there, and 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 she looked so tiny. She was. <laughs> she looked so tiny, and I was just praying, and and I asked the Lord for a word, and He said, "Dynamite comes in small packages." And then mm. He began to talk to me about His dunamis, and said, "I am feeling filling that child with my dunamis." She. She's going to be like a stick of dynamite. And that dunamis not only is going to bring her heart into perfect function, her body, and she's going to be healed, but it's going to flow out of her in incredible ways. I mean, it was just so real to me. And I thought, that's the living God that we serve. That is what we believe in. And and we don't know how it's going to happen. It's going to happen creatively and in ways that are not man-made. We can't make it happen. But I'm telling you that the fruit of of what we have sown into is going to be, it, it, it's coming. And so I, I'm excited about just this month and what it represents. And I'm totally with you. I mean, I be there on, on Saturday before the throne and be in agreement for just the dispensation in his timing of, of what that, that gift of the evangelist truly represents yeah and and even just the ministry with the angels and there's just so many things that um are so powerful in all the years that we have followed this progression um we've had different parts different months that have really emblazoned themselves with the necessity of that capacity. But I don't ever remember the month of the evangelist being as necessary and as preeminent in the heart of God as this month's assignment. I, in all the years we've done it, I don't, I don't ever remember it being so um, riveting to the desperation of my spirit. And um, uh, so I join with you in, in agreeing that the, uh, the directive of the spirit would guide all of you as you pray and that you would make this a, a really important part of your weekend to be in agreement and um, so anyway that's uh, 
our announcement for Saturday prayer. Um, anything else you'd you'd like to say? Uh, we've got um, we started a little bit late our apologies we, we were caught up in ruminating upon the, the blessing of of having Monica back but um, we will we've only got a couple minutes left but anything? no just blessed to be here. Well, again, I, I join with the Saints Network family in asking God to, we give him thanks for preserving you and Olivia and preserving Les. And we ask that any ramification of this struggle that still exists and is coming against you would be driven away by the fire of the Lord. Yes. And that you would be free, yeah. And in every way, and we speak that over every person in the Saints Network, every one of you. Yes. And we ask that um, that God would be with you. He is with you, and that you would be aware of the fact that He's with you, and that you will engage with Him. Um, we we speak blessing. And again, the continued application of the blood of Jesus over every one of you. We thank God for that. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Amen. So, tomorrow, Wednesday Night Live, we'll look forward to uh, sharing those moments with you. And then, um, again, be in prayer for the, the Brazilian outreach this coming Friday night. And uh, let's let's be faithful to pray whenever it is that you do pray on the first Saturday weekend. And um, God bless you. And Monica, thank you for for being here. It was a sacrifice for you to to come, and uh, it's so nice to have you back. And uh, we've all missed you. I know that the people in the listening audience are probably rejoicing, not just because they love you, but they don't have to just tolerate me. No. You know, they can tolerate you too. <laughs> all right. Well, God bless all of you, and we'll we'll be uh, in touch soon. Until then, um, we love you and goodbye.